Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love as a man insane. You broke my wind, but what a thrill. Goodness, you wreckage and quitting balls of fire. I let the love hold Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg with everything else on this Sunday morning, October 30th. And we say a special good morning, Georgia! Morning. To you fine folks in Austell. And I'm sure in Austell there's a few fans of of the killer. Yeah. Of of Jerry Lee Lewis. Lost him this past week. One of the the pioneers of rock and roll. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his own little punchline for some of the things he did outside the studio and off the stage with his personal life there. Been well chronicled. But um, you cannot deny what he means when you talk about the history of rock and roll. And and people, I you wonder, if Sam, if people know who his cousin was? Because that he was just as famous, and we, it was, it's been chronicled, especially when the, the craziness happened back in the 80s. But do you think people know that his cousin was Jerry Swagger? I think some people have. have Eric, did you know that? Yeah. No, sir, I did not. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Swaggart, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis's cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out the movie Great Balls of Fire if you've never seen it. Uh, Dennis Quaid. Alec, you know, it's funny. You know who plays Jimmy Swaggart in that movie Great Balls of Fire? No. Alec Baldwin. Really? Yes. So check, yeah, check that out. We want to take a little time and, and um, mention Jerry Lee. On a morning that we will be also. Uh, um, doing our little tribute, if you will, and talking about uh, Vince Dooley. Yeah. He passed yep. a few days ago. Bill Hartman will be joining us later on the show, your old TV partner, and you guys got uh, you know some history with Vince. Absolutely. And I got something out there that, that I posted, actually, on my on my uh, social media. I, I, I knew I had a picture somewhere from a very special event we had here at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and I was honored by our former boss, uh, Terry Fox. I don't know what made him – Pick me to do it, but 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 he, he said we want to do an hour conversation with Coach Dooley. We want you to do it, and it was a live hour long broadcast here on Sports Radio 929 The Game from uh, Shula's Grill, which was in uh, the Marriott there on Lenox Road, and mm-hmm. uh, it was Coach and his wife Barbara and um, several former players like Kevin Butler and Rex Robinson came through, and it was an entertaining hour. And looking back on it, I'm I'm very honored that I had a chance. I mean, I've interviewed Coach a number of times. Um, but to interview him in that kind of setting. And uh, and he and wife Barbara, for people who haven't seen the people who have, if you have them to come and speak at any of your meetings or conventions or, or, or whatever, they're like a team. They, 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 yeah, they, they are. They, 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 they're like Burns and Allen, right? Yeah. Well, it's like Jimmy Carter, too, and, and, and Rosalind. You yeah. don't see it. You see them, always see them together. You always see them together. And, but, I mean, they, they share the state. She comes up and she has her, her things and that she would say and inject a lot of humor to the situation. So, uh, just a, a treasured memory of coaching. One other thing, because I'm, we, we don't want, I won't let Bill Hartman tell his stories when he joins us later. My other encounter with Coach was uh, in 2012 
traveling with Georgia State football up at Tennessee the first time they went to Tennessee, not the last time when they beat Tennessee and took their money and they let the boats burning out there on the river. Uh, but, but the first time they went, <laughs> the first time they went, and I'm in the press box before the game. I'm looking at Neyland Stadium, I go to the restroom, and I go to the restroom, and I, I look someone in front of me and says, is that, that looks familiar. And it turns, person turns around, and it's Coach Dooley. And he's wearing Uh-oh. a white Adidas Tennessee polo with an orange T on it. And I guess he saw the look on my face, and he instantly, before he said, hello, how you doing? He says, I'm just being a supportive parent. Just been a supportive because <laughs> his son Derek was coaching Tennessee at the time. Right. But I said, man, if Georgia people could see you with that Tennessee polo on, coach, it just you. And I did take a picture of it, but, uh, but just a, a humorous moment with him. But you know what I'll say about him, and I'm going to look at him. Let Bill tell tell his stories uh, when he joins us later on this hour. Just what he is able to do beyond the football field, and the things that he did, you know, with the university. Because some things were you know, there was some adversity. During the time, some things that happened, and I'll quote the name Jan Kemp. You go, oh, yeah, you, I remember you, her. But, but, but you go Google it. For people who don't know, we're going to get yeah. deep into it. But it was his duty as the athletic director, not just the football coach, to do some things that, that lifted the, the program, lifted the university in a way that it made them the gold standard for what a lot of other universities have had to do, especially in the way of women's athletics. And some Georgia folks will sneer at you when you say it, but the majority of Georgia's national championships are in women's sports. Uh And Vince Dooley's a big reason for that. And we give him credit for that type thing. Also, we talk about Kennesaw State having football. He was in on the ground floor to really help them, you know, support them and be a consultant with them to get football initiated at Kennesaw State. I don't know if we want to call him the godfather of Kennesaw State football, but the fact that he was there, and so heavily involved with it, um, also is something else to to hit to to his credit, and uh, and and also the fact that he was a Renaissance man. He, he wrote children's books. He and he was an award he was award winning gardener. He, he learned how to certain planet certain things. So I mean, and a lot of people think that coaches, you know, once they retire, that they just can't do anything else. That's the only thing they've ever done, and they put so much of their life into it. And, and he did. Um, but there are just some other sides of him, and I'm thankful we're able to see some different sides of Coach Dooley. And by the way, I don't we get we'll get into that because some announcements were put out by the university late last night as far as funeral and uh, celebration of life, and we'll get into that when when Bill comes on with us later on this hour. All right, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 Game.com. Before we get into local stuff, can I just do something? I know we yeah, will yeah. not do it, but this is from this past week. Yeah. Now we all know the nickname given to Cal Ripken, mm-hmm. right? He's the Iron Man. Major League Baseball. Yep. I think Joe Thomas is actually that dude for the um, for the NFL. Maybe even, I thought it was far, but I know the Mannings were up there for a while. But it's not looked at like it is in Major League Baseball. You guys familiar with Phil Kessel? There are fans out there who are so happy right now, I'm bringing his name up. Phil Kessel, if you do not know who that person is. 35 years old. He is the Iron Man of the NHL. And he achieved that... Last week, he he played in his 990th consecutive hockey game. Wow. Now, you think about that, yep. that particular sport. Yeah. 990th game. And during that game, ah, man, I watched me little San Jose Sharks last week, Sam. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did, man. I've been checking out some hockey. Um, so, yeah, Phil got his uh, – not only did he, he – by playing in that game, he got the record, but he also scored his 400th goal. Now – 
Mind you, he ain't got to worry. Gretzky's not worried about him catching him. But still, it was nice that that sort of all happened on this day. But if you didn't know, congratulations, Phil Kessel. Everybody, and I may be pronouncing his name wrong, but uh, the, the San Jose Sharks lost that game. Um, actually, I take it back. They beat the Knights, Vegas Knights. But anyway, I just want to mention that name, and, and, and you guys should know. You'll, you'll forget by the time lunch hits today, but Phil Castle <laughs> is the dude. He's the Iron Man of the NHL. All right, I wanted to get that out there. He was, it was deserving of a, a quick mention here on Sam and Greg. Very much. Going to run down some college scores, but first of all, I want to remind you that coming up later on this morning, the Wade Ford Tailgate Show, uh, Chuckery, John Chuckery, Hugh Douglas will be there outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium to greet you as you're hitting uh, for the game today with the Falcons and the Panthers. Be sure and stop by and say hello, and also – Coming up today, we have NFL action, Falcons and Panthers pregame at 11 o'clock, kickoff at 1 o'clock for the game. And then there's NFL action tonight, uh, Green Bay and Buffalo, 7.30 pregame, 8.30 kick uh, for the Sunday night football game. And we got a game at 9.30 that's just on the ESPN uh, website or app. You have to go to ESPN Plus uh, to get that one. It's the Denver Broncos, and some folks say the way the Broncos have played, uh, they deserve to be on there. Have you heard what's been said about Russell Wilson lately? Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is becoming the A-Rod of the NFL. In other words, being looked upon as somebody who is, and this is the words of others, phony. Wow. Just he like he doesn't he doesn't read the room. He doesn't get what people are saying about him. He's coming off as that, you know, that ultra rah-rah person. And uh it the the feedback from the rank and file, if you will, in the NFL, guys going, that dude just don't get it. Yeah. And anyway, that's what's being said about him. But good luck to him. You won't find a nicer person. That's the difference between him and A-Rod. That's true. You know, we, we, we pull for him. But, you know, what folks are saying is the best thing about Russell Wilson coming to Denver is Sierra. Wow. Wow. You know. Yeah, but... that, that's, that's tough. That's <laughs> tough. That's tough. That's tough. Running down some scores for you from yesterday. First of all, Georgia State got back in the win column. Last time known the field had that tough loss up at Appalachian State. They beat ODU yesterday, Old Dominion, on homecoming. Uh, 31-17, final Georgia State's a winner. Kennesaw State's a winner as well. 30-20, to they beat Charleston Southern. Tech falls on the road. We have, they played down at, at Florida State, 41-16. Uh, just, just rough, rough time for them. The alma mater gets a win. <laughs> alma mater gets a win over Shorter, 49-14. Alma mater 6-2. Uh, you know, Eric Slaughter's folks didn't do well at Albany State, 31-7. Uh, they have that showdown with big showdown with Clock Atlanta next week to finish out the season. Hmm. You okay over there? I, I'm not, and um, I'm, I'm really <laughs> hoping. You know, I've never seen an 0 and 10 season. I've been affiliated with Morehouse 27 years, and we always say this deal: we're not a great football program, but we we circle two games or maybe three games on the season every year. Tuskegee. Homecoming and then that final game with Clark Atlanta. Yeah. Now it won't take away this whole sting of the year, but if we can at least pull out the AUC championship, and we got to come up with a, a trophy or, or or something. There should have been one. Why, I, yeah, why, I can't why, believe why in all these one? years there, there's not a a trophy or anything that goes with that battle of the AUC. But oh man, it, it's going to be a tough. You, you tough and I have to work everything. on that. You what would what would you like it to be? I'm just serious. If you guys had to come up with something, what would it be? Would it be something representative of the school or Atlanta or the region? What would it or HBCUs? Well, just just the, period. The, the AUC Cup, something as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Would it be a big thing? But just just a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, but, but I mean, trust me, the bragging rights and and all that good stuff will 
be serious, but I can't see 0-10. I can't see 0-10. Please, please, <laughs> please. It's Sunday, right? I can pray, right? Yeah, I can't can. see 0-10. Sam, them windows up there still don't open, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Everything is fine. He won't, he won't leap out of one. A few more scores. Savannah State was a win over Fort Valley, 28-24. Valdosta State over North Greenville, 58-37. Uh, Reinhardt wins, I think it was their homecoming yesterday, 43-14 over St. Andrews. Uh, Barry, 56. Millsap, nothing. Uh, those are area college scores. And also, we said we're going to mention a little bit about Jackson State. That looked awfully good yesterday morning, uh, game day, uh, being there. And uh, Stephen oh, A. Man. Smith showing up. Man, and, that was beautiful. I loved yeah. every minute of that yesterday. Yeah. Um, it, it was neat to, to be down there and see them uh, just present things at Jackson State and have the opportunity. They got the win over Southern big time. So they're still undefeated. They're still rolling their way toward Atlanta in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, there's still some more games to be played, but uh, they're, they're on the roll. So it was good to see them um, have, have that kind of national attention spotlight uh, focused on them. And, you know, Co- Coach Prime's doing things. He has got a multimedia train going on. We've already talked about the, the various places we've seen him from real sports. to You told me about the Good Morning America thing with Michael Strahan going out there. 60 All, Minutes. 60 Minutes, them out there. And you came to find out that he's got his own, like, last dance, like what the Bulls did, mm-hmm. going on this season. So there's a, an entire um, uh, film crew that have been following them since – this season, maybe at the end of last season, mm-hmm. heading into this season. So a lot more. He is he is really, despite what you hear and the rumors of him possibly leaving, when he does leave, he's going to leave this place in a whole lot better shape than it was when he got there yeah. and make it make it just uh, just a really nice transition for whoever comes in next. I got some stuff I want to pass on to you, but I'll save it. Some things that happened to own this date. I'll also tell you what's going on with casting call. I'll wait for that in a minute. But we're going to switch gears. By the way, there's a World Series going on, folks. A lot of you may not care about it, but it's still going on, and we're going to talk to Corey McCartney about that. Up next, it's Sam and Greg with everything else on this Sunday morning, the 30th day of October. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Oh, yeah, you can take us with you on the Odyssey app. He did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the Castle East. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg with everything else on this Halloween Eve. You you picked this one, didn't you? That's one That's one of them Halloween songs you got to throw in there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah what's wrong with Nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with it. I'm surprised you haven't done your Bella Lugosi this morning. Because, see, that's, that's the crazy thing. When you think about, you know, Dracula, nobody does. It's always Bella Lugosi. Yeah. That button, the dog, leg D, yeah. don't, the, don't be afraid. The count yeah, from, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Sesame oh, Street. Yeah. We say to you on this day, I got to throw this out. I've been sitting on this all morning long. You know what? My insignificant information. Been sitting things on that, it. I've been sitting on saying this. Hope it's not pointed. See, now why you got to have that give me I, that I'm vision? I'm just afraid. <laughs> give me that vision, man. <laughs> on this date, yep. back in 19, no, was it? I'm sorry. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I want to make sure I get this right. Yikes. 1979. So you remember this. This name sound familiar to you, Richard Arrington? Oh, yeah. All right, then. This was the very day. Much, very much. This, this was the day. He became mayor of Birmingham. There you go. My, I, my, my parents' schoolmate. Really? They went to school with my folks. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I wrote this down. A.H. Parker High School. H. Parker High A-H. School. A.H. Parker. Oh, A.H. Excuse me. Thank you. Okay. All right. There's a couple other things that happened really big on this yeah. day, but we got a guest coming on, so we're going to save it, though, yeah. for uh, bringing Corey on here. Corey McCartney, who, by the way, not only does he have a Heisman vote, correct? 
I believe Corey has a – does Corey have a Heisman vote? Yeah, he does. Okay, he's got a Heisman vote. Yeah. And he is a coach of one of the top traveling teams in the state, and that's why he's up joining us this morning because he's already on the road headed there, right? Really? Corey, uh, Corey good morning, man. You are, you, are you already up and out? Yeah, we're getting – we're loading up. You got the sandwiches? Locked in, locked in, locked in cocked and ready to rock. Right? You got the sliced oranges? You, you got the, the, the Capri Sun? You got <laughs> – <laughs> oh no, no, that's that's when they're little, right? You gotta now now it's all about the Gatorade. Oh, uh, okay. You know, get, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and and before you bring him on, I have to say as we're gonna talk baseball, this is also the birthday of the guy with one of the greatest nicknames in baseball history. This is John Montefusco's birthday today. Wow. John the Count Montefusco. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wanna yeah. throw that wanna throw that out there. All right, Sam. I mean, um uh, Corey, uh, I'm gonna do this and I mean no Disrespect to Mr. Crenshaw, but he's in a, in, a, in, a, in a boat with a lot of people who aren't necessarily that enamored with this matchup in the World Series that we've got so far. So for those folks who ain't watching, maybe they're just doing a deep dive into football because their team's not there, what are they missing with this series so far after two games, if anything? Yeah, I mean, I think you're missing one of the you know one of the most complete teams that we've seen in baseball in years in the Astros, in uh, a team that you know much like the Braves a year ago just learned to fight uh, and win uh, basically dogfights and claw their way back in the Phillies. So I, I think it, you know it really sets itself up for you know Phillies got a split in Houston and now they go back home. Do we know? I mean, think about this: you're going into a, a crazy atmosphere that we know you're going to get in Philly on Halloween night. I mean, it's going to be electric uh, at Citizens Bank Park. So, I mean, I know there's going to be a lot going on Monday night, but uh, I think we got to tune in and watch that for sure. Yep, yep. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. Um, you, you, thought about, you talk about this Philadelphia team and the, fate, the way they came back, and I won't say they stole the first game, uh, but, you know, who could be safer than the Astros to have the lead and have who they had on the mound there that Philadelphia does that like you know the fact that they were able to do that on the road kind of bode well for them coming back to Philadelphia yeah and I think you can look at it from two ways right I mean the Astros piled up five runs on the two best pitchers that the Phillies have and Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler and they did it in back-to-back nights um, it just so happens that the first of those nights that one of the best pitchers of the last 20 years decided to cough up a five nothing lead in Justin Verlander um you know, that part was kind of inexplicable. Uh, but it's just it's also crazy that he's never won a World Series game. He now has an ERA over six in World Series games. Um, you know, the expectation, at least from Dusty Baker, is he's probably going to get another shot at this thing if this series extends. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, certainly, you know, the Phillies shown that they can come back. And think about Kyle Schwarber last night. comes close to a home run twice in the same at bat. Uh, in the eighth inning would have been a two-run shot. We're talking about a one-run game. Uh, in the ninth inning, as opposed to the you know the uh, the, the Phillies just getting that uh, late meaningless run, so things could have certainly played out differently uh, for sure last night in Houston. As I have watched this World Series, and as you just touched on with the Phillies, I'm looking at a team right now that's put into a category. As others have said, this could be if they win this the greatest achievement in in postseason history, especially where they started and for what they would be doing were they to win it and who they went through. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, so think about the fact that, you know, you added this additional round. And you go back to the, you know, a, a year before the lockout, there was already reports that ESPN and Major League Baseball have already agreed to this, uh, you know, extended round of the postseason. Um, you know, it's, it's all going to be there. It's going to be part of the negotiations for this. 
Um, it was going to happen no matter what, and it felt it felt obviously just like a money grab for uh, for baseball and for uh, you know for the broadcasters. And then you have one of those teams coming out of that additional round is the one that's you know on the just three wins away now from actually winning the whole thing. I mean, it's pretty crazy when you think about it from that end. I mean, just the fact, and, and you know, I mean, if the Brewers uh, they you know missed the postseason by one game, and we're talking about potentially the Phillies not even getting into this tournament at all, uh, and then for them to be at the point that they're at right now, I mean, it's it's pretty stunning stuff when you think about what they were able to do with the managerial change in the middle of the season. They're not supposed to be here, and you know, think about the DH with Bryce Harper. You know, if that's not in play, he had surgery a long time ago. Uh, he would have to Tommy John surgery and be sitting at home right now. And the Phillies probably wouldn't even be in this thing. So there's just so many different variables uh, to think about that team even being to this point. Not to mention the fact you have a managerial change. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, we've seen it before, but just to see it in this day and age, to see a team, you know, make that change in midseason and then see a team get to this point. Uh, it makes the story quite special. I think both managers are very special stories when you think about what's happened in Philadelphia and obviously Dusty Baker uh, coming off the bench, if you will, to take over uh, a team in, in Houston. I think the, the backstories on those two men are, are simply tremendous. Yeah, I and mean, Rob Thompson is really interesting, right? I mean, he had Philly, the Phillies playing at a 95-win pace after he took over for Joe Girardi. He's 10-3 and in the postseason. He's only the ninth manager to ever take a team over in the middle of the season and win a pennant. Um, only two of them, Jack McKeon, uh, with the, the 03 Marlins and Bob Lemon and the 78 Yankees have ever done that and won the whole thing. Um, and then you think about the bullpen was like the biggest issue for the Phillies for years. And all of a sudden, you know, they haven't blown a lead in the playoffs at all. And in one of their two losses, they didn't score a run. The other one, Aaron Nola, blew a four-run lead. So I don't think you can say enough about Rod Thompson. And obviously, you know, I, I'm not discounting Dusty Baker whatsoever here. But I think, you know, any of the three of us could manage this uh, Astros team and do quite well for ourselves. But I think it's the fact that, you know, that Dusty's been able to kind of, you know, uh, deal with some of the – you know, the pressures on this team, I mean, they're still vilified, you know, in, in almost every stadium they, they walk into that's not Minute Maid Park. And I think the way that he's been able to kind of, you know, cast that aside and not be, you know, tied into that whole thing and help the team, you know, turn the page in a lot of ways from that, I think really is a, a testament to what he's been able to do in Houston. You know, and them getting there, we haven't talked about that, too, because we're at the tail end of what we saw them do to the Yankees. These guys, last night was the first loss that this Astros team has experienced. That's what's crazy. So I want to ask you this, and again, it's still a work in progress, but I mentioned them getting through the Yankees. What do you think they are going to do with Judge? Which it all begins and ends with the money they spend for him or not spend. But then also, let's morph into your thoughts on what this Braves team is going to look like. Uh, any moves that you would like to see or think are going to happen in the offseason and as they hit spring training coming up? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not as though, you know, the, the Yankees are one player away from catching up to the Astros. And the Astros aren't going anywhere. They will they will continue to be the benchmark team in the, in the American League for these next few years. Um, I don't think the, the Yankees are one player away from catching up to them. So the amount of money that it's going to take to keep Aaron Judge uh, in, in the Bronx, I mean, you're not going to be able to all of a sudden fix everything because you have him. But if you don't have him, you know, then you're that much further away. So they're in a really weird position. But I don't think, obviously, they can afford to lose him. It's going to take, you know, mega bucks. He bet on himself this past year. Um, you know, it wouldn't take that $212 million that they offered him. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting play to see, you know, how much they're going to have to throw to keep him there. And from a Braves perspective, obviously, you know, everything surrounding, you know, Dansby Swanson and whether or not they're going to be able to keep him. 
Uh, I didn't think it was going to get to this point. Uh, Graham McCauley and I got into this pretty deeply on some of the diamond yesterday. That's available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can go check the nice. show out. But very nice. Um, very beyond nice. that, be smooth. beyond that, I mean, that's right. <laughs> yeah, beyond that, beyond that, I mean, I, I don't know if they're, they're going to do anything bullpen wise. Uh, there's talk of you know Kenley Jansen potentially coming back. I don't know if they upgrade and left field at all. They just didn't get things done uh, with that mix of Rosario and. Uh, I think ultimately they find a way to move on from Marcel Ozuna. Uh, it could be an interesting offseason for the Braves, but obviously that, as much as the Yankees starts and begins with Aaron Judge, everything for the Braves starts and begins with Andy Swanson. Wow. That, that, that's something to think about. You brought that back home to, uh, to our squad they, here. They, they need two awards this year, Sam, for the American League. They, listen, we know they're going to give the MVP to Judge, but there should be a separate one called the best player in baseball and give that to Otani. Because just it just didn't seem like the Silver Slugger Award is enough for him. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't say that's this is we are seeing something crazy right now. And you can talk about and this is debated every year with what does the valuable part mean in the MVP? But do you subscribe to that, Corey? I mean, I believe he's going to get it, but I actually believe that Otani should get the MVP. But they're probably not going to give it to him. But that is hands down. And the guy who he's playing with was considered the best player in baseball in Mike Trout. And he has trumped him by a mile. Yeah, I mean, you think about what he's able to do on both on both sides of the game there. I mean, it's just obviously, you know, it, it's all unprecedented. But I, I will say what I'm really interested to see is in five years from now, are we seeing teams, multiple teams having an Otani? And I don't mean to the same degree of, of what they're able to do on both sides, but do more teams have that kind of guy that they're willing to invest in, you know, both elements of their game? We, we've seen, you know, sprinkles of it here and there. Brendan McKay was a guy at Louisville. You know, that was a multiple-time, you know, John Road winner in, in the, the Rays system, and they never really get, let him get to that point. What's the trickle-down effect of having that Otani and that team having a belief in both sides of a player? Because there's a lot of guys who are going to college as two-way guys who get shut down by the time they get to the pros. Yeah. What, what's the, the, the long-term effects of Otani? I think it's going to be fascinating. Corey, good luck today. What time's your uh, game start? 9 a.m., so about to hit the road to Cartersville, working on that dub. Go get it. Go get it. All right, man. Corey McCartney, as always, we thank you, man. We'll check in with you again before the World Series is over with. Have a great rest of your weekend. It is Sam and Greg. We are going to switch gears and um, talk Vince Dooley next. Mr. Crenshaw is going to be joined. We're going to be joined by Bill Hartman. Those guys go back and covered uh, Vince Dooley, and it would be be a crime if we didn't spend some time in the show before we turn things over to Brian and Bo and spend some time talking about Vince and his impact not only on um, Georgia football but um, college football as a whole. So that is coming up next. Sam and Greg with everything else on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg with everything else on this Sunday morning, October 30th. And, of course, the familiar sound. You, uh, I don't know what version of that. Is that the original? Is that, uh, you that know, is the just, original UGA fight song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're going to take some time right now and remember Vince Dooley. Um, you, Sam, and uh, our guest spent some time with him a lot more. I, I, met, I met the man maybe twice in my life and it was like a quick handshake so I didn't really know him but uh, when this happened you were one of the first people I thought about in your years uh, spending with him you did post something before we bring um, uh, Bill on you, you you posted that picture that yeah, interview put it with on you my, yeah, it's on, on my Twitter and I'm going to put it on my Facebook page that's from our, 
our conversation at uh, Shula's Grill uh, back in 2014. All right, introduce your buddy, man. Man, I got to bring this guy in because I think <laughs> this man knew Vince Dooley when he arrived in Athens. Bill Hartman uh, joining me, obviously. Morning, Bill. Well, Atlanta us. Sports Hall hey. of Famer and uh, friend and mentor to me. You were there practically from the beginning with Coach Dooley, right? Well, yeah, I was, Sam. Um, I was thinking about when I first met him, and I know exactly when and where. It was December 1963. I was 15 years old, and uh, my father was very much involved in the coaching search. And so we went down to the Holiday Inn to meet Vince and Barbara, and at least one of the babies back then, Deanna or Denise, can't remember which one, and uh, just a regular Holiday Inn hotel room in Athens, Georgia, and there was the next coach who went on to become a legend. My goodness, Mike. You, uh, and, and, and those times, um, because Georgia football, you know, had gone through a little bit of a period there from the time from Coach Butts, and so they're looking for someone. Anything about the fact that he was an Auburn guy? You know, coming coming to uh, coming to Georgia. Well, uh, there was a, a lot of that going on because uh, Auburn was such a huge rival of uh, Georgia's. But Joel Eaves, who had been named the athletic director, of course, had been the very successful basketball coach at Auburn, and he chose Vince Dooley just out of nowhere, freshman football coach. Uh, to be the Georgia head coach, and everybody thought, well, number one, it's from Auburn. That can't be good. And number two, <laughs> who is this guy? You know, he's he's a nobody, and he became a somebody pretty quickly. Uh, Bill Hartman joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. I have a question that has to do with family because Sam had brought this up earlier and he told a little anecdote about bumping into him at a Tennessee game, but. Uh, at, you know, all the awards and the national championship aside, you knew the guy. Was he as equally as proud of the achievements of his son, Derek, in getting to the coaching ranks? He was very proud of uh, Derek uh, going into the coaching ranks. And he's now an assistant, uh, an analyst at uh, Alabama. Y'all probably have mentioned that already. Derek is. Um, but he got the job at Tennessee, and Barbara Dooley, Vince's wife, uh, started wearing orange, around. <laughs> and um, that was quite something to see. But uh, Coach Dooley was so proud. He's so proud of all four of his kids. He's got two daughters and and two sons. And uh, Daniel is, uh, uh, of course, a favorite who did not go into uh, the coaching ranks like Derek did. But Derek's had quite a career in coaching, and Coach Dooley was really proud of that. Uh, Coach Dooley was not just a football guy, though. He was a uh, master gardener. His garden is is legendary in Athens, and he was such a history buff. And had walked the battlefields of the Civil War and of World War II over in Europe, and conducted tours for uh, university alumni groups uh, over in Europe, uh, walking around battlefields. He was quite something. Oh my goodness! So there's so many layers to this man. Also, uh, an author. And uh, are you surprised at all the things that he did post football, Bill? Um, because people, you coaches put so much of themselves and dive so deeply into it until you wonder what they're going to do when they step away from the field. He seemed to have no problem with it. No, he doesn't. He didn't have any problem with it. Uh, but he was uh, that kind of guy. 
uh, while he was a coach, too. I mean, the people in Athens knew about this. He was not just a football coach. He had so many other interests, even while he was uh, directing Georgia to the national championship and very great success over 25 years. So uh, the things he did after he was the coach and after he was the athletic director at Georgia uh, surprised no one over here. It might have been to the general public, but not to the people in Athens. Look, we're spending time this morning at com hotline with Bill Hartman. Of course, uh, I've covered so much uh, with sports here in the metro Atlanta area, but an Athens native and someone uh, who really watched the, the Vince Dooley era had a different uh, viewpoint of, of, of the entire thing. Uh, how gratifying was it to see him, you know, in the latter years, uh, obviously to have his name placed in some memorable places there on campus and to be on the field um, just earlier this year to see Georgia win another national championship. How special was that? Well, that shot of him on the field in Indianapolis congratulating Kirby Smart, wow, what a great moment that was that uh, he was able to do that and still in pretty good health, excuse me, back then. Um, So that was so gratifying to everybody. Um, Coach Dooley had uh, – Uh, been such a big part of Georgia football even after he was finished being the athletic director and was a great friend of Kirby's and um, Kirby has apparently just bought a house across the street from the Dooley house really Athens and that's pretty cool very very Um, so obviously someone who still was someone that uh, the current coaches going back to coach Rick as well would really lean on from time to time oh yeah 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 uh he was a confidant of the Georgia coaches. You know, until Coach Dooley died, unfortunately, um, there were five Georgia football coaches uh, living in Athens. And um, <laughs> Coach Dooley knew them all and, and was uh, open to talking with them all uh, throughout the years uh, after he finished his athletic director. Um, now that Coach Dooley has died, there, there are four former Georgia coaches living in and around Athens and uh, it you know to come back and even though uh, obviously some of them were fired I mean Mark Rick was fired Jim Dynan was fired Ray Goff was fired for them to still want to live in and around Athens that's pretty cool it is it is it is folks we freeze have been spending some time with Bill Hartman this morning before we let you go well what's something that, that you would say would be the, the great the greatest lasting legacy um to, to coach Dooley there's so many things but is there, if we could pick one particular thing, uh, what, what would you say it would be? Well, in my mind, because I was 15 years old when he came here and Georgia football had gone from winning the SEC championship in 1959 and then and falling into disrepair, I think the fact that he brought Georgia back changed the uniform, changed the attitude, changed the way people looked at Georgia uh, and then built on the stadium that had been uh, itself in somewhat of a uh, decline uh, during that period of time. And now Georgia's got this fabulous stadium, almost 93,000 people can get in there. And uh, Georgia's such a national brand now. Uh, that's what I will remember him for is uh, bringing Georgia into the national spotlight and keeping it there for all these years. Absolutely, absolutely. Bill, we appreciate you getting up early on this Sunday absolutely. morning and sharing some memories of uh, not just someone who was a, a coach and an icon, but for you and your family, a, a, a really dear friend. Our condolences go out to you 
as I know you're very, very close with the with, with the Dooley family. So thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you, Bill. All right. Good to see you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Appreciate it. Bill Hartman. And this came out uh, at, at 2.21 a.m. from Claude Felton, University Office of Funeral Service. will be private. There will be a celebration of life later for Coach Dooley. The family's asking in lieu of flowers. You may uh, make, make requests with the Georgia Libraries in Athens or Georgia Historical Society in the name of Coach Dooley, the Coach Dooley uh, Distinguished Fellows Program, um, also the Champions Community Foundation or the Catholic Center at the University of Georgia, those who want to express uh, condolences or do something in the name of Coach Dooley. The family is asking that you do it that way. There you go. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. I appreciate you reaching out to Bill because I know you guys go back and, and uh, have those stories, and, 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 and you two are the perfect people to be talking about it. So um, I want to thank uh, Bill for getting up and being a part of the show here. Uh, again, this is what we do here on this Sunday morning. We have this condensed show, but Sam and I are going to pack in as much as we can in these two hours. By the way, us hey. losing the four hours, Sam, and having just the two hours and still coming at it with gangbusters. Absolutely. It's, it's a lesson for the kids. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> it's a lesson for the kids. How about that? Uh, we turn lemon we turn lemonade, lemon into lemonade and all that Ooh. stuff. I, I want to mention something. I mentioned some of the stuff that happened on this day, but there's a couple things. And we talk about how this country is jaded now and it's so hard to impress somebody because of just you can you can see pretty much any crazy thing online. Right. Right. You can't wrap your mind around the fact that there was a radio broadcast that shocked this country in in different parts of this country. People were calling law enforcement and and looking for what is going to be done to protect us. Today is the day that Orson Welles read the H.G. Wells War of the Worlds Worlds. on the radio. If y'all don't know nothing about this, Google that and what happened. (laughs) The people that listened to that show, it was a big deal, went apoplectic. They thought Martians were coming here. Yeah. But that happened on this day. Also, Branch Rickey signed Jackie Robinson to the Royals, Montreal Royals, on this day. But you would think that would be enough. No. The rumble in the jungle happened on this day. Wow. The rumble in the jungle. Ali, George Foreman, as Don King liked to say, Ali knocked out George and took him 10 years to get up. (laughs) (laughs) And that was about right. But the rope-a-dope was was the first time we all saw the rope-a-dope. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. rumble in the jungle happened on this day. And also for those Star Wars and Indiana Jones fans like yourself, something incredible happened. Disney bought Lucasfilms on this day back in 2012. You know who celebrated a birthday today? Who's that? What is that? Christopher Columbus. Today? Today would have been Christopher Columbus's birthday, 1451. Also, the second president of the United States, born on this day. John Adams, 1735. Um, and a man we all grew up listening. Otis Williams, the baritone voice of the Temptations, Ew. celebrating a birthday. Don't even try it. Fonzie, right. Fonzie is 77 today. Fonzie, really? Yes, Henry Winkler. Hey. And, 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 and. Kevin Pollack, one of the great stories having to do with his career. This is one of the greatest impressionists of all time, and everybody knows him as an actor now and comedian, but the impressions this guy does. And go back, and, and if you want to YouTube the story of him, I think he's on with Rich Eisen, telling the making of uh, A Few Good Men and how Jack Nicholson had just a limited amount of time to be on set, and he had to leave. And Kevin Pollack does the greatest Jack Nicholson impression so he sat in that chair in the courtroom and did it so rob reiner could get the other shots and he would have that voice and people uh interacted with kevin pollack as if jack was still there and when it went to editing he told the story of how rob reiner couldn't tell the difference between jack nicholson and kevin pollack whoa i mean kevin uh 
Kevin yeah, Kevin Pollock. And as you go out to the Falcons today, I wrap it up with something and bring it full home. Today, guess who's 29? Who is that? The quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota, it is his birthday today. It's his birthday. So, y'all, you know, when you go out there, I'm sure other people make a deal about it, but we should have been out there with some kind of, you know, something for him. Well, we might have I'm something sure for him. I'm sure the fans fans may sing happy birthday. They'll really sing if he gets a win today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyway, I know I threw that in without the sounder, Eric, but I wanted to get those out of the way. But, yeah, 29 years old today, Marcus Mariota. Um, again, we want to thank everybody for making us a part of your Sunday mornings. We are the opening act. we got a couple guys. And their fantasy, they're going to bring their fantasy into the studio. In yeah, they're, in the they're, they're right here. They're already there. Okay. They're already here. They're already here. And, and you know what? I, I want to ask because one is a Georgia guy. And I yes. want to, and then we want to ask you, you know, we just talked with Bill Hartman about Coach Dooley. You know, Brian Gephardt is here and, and Bo Johnson. Brian, your, your thoughts about uh, about Coach Dooley and I don't know if you have had any encounters with him. Yeah, damn good dog. I have had the chance to meet him a couple different times and talk with him, his daughter, his wife, everybody, his family so great. Um, you know, he was coming on Dukes and Bell up until a month or two ago, mm-hmm. and his wife had been on the last couple of weeks as well. One really cool moment, um, e- everything that you see and, and read about him is, is true. He's just so nice, and everybody's saying he's a better guy than he is a coach. That's mm-hmm. all true. When we won the national championship last year, I had the opportunity to be there for the station, and we were in the tunnel, the local media, right? And once the game actually ends, we're not on the field, which is frustrating because all the ESPN credential people are out there and everything. And Vince comes by on a cart coach, like right after it happens. And it was just one of those cool moments where you, I, I just kind of pinched myself where I'm like, damn, here's the coach. Here's the legend coming through after all this time. He still goes to every game. He's still mm-hmm. at everything. And he got to experience that moment. So really cool that he got to go out seeing a national championship dogs won yesterday. What a great life. 90 great years for Vince Dooley. Absolutely. And the team did dedicate the win yesterday uh, to him. Uh, which is kind of fitting that they would do that. I don't know what this LSU man has to say. So, about it Sam, I actually had the opportunity to meet Coach Dooley as well. <laughs> okay. Once you brought up earlier the the hour you spent with Coach Dooley at the time, I was a street teamer and okay. I was actually there at Shula's. Yeah. With y'all. Okay. So, um, didn't know him a whole lot. Obviously, never interviewed him or anything like that. Only know what I heard from uh, from everybody. You know, so great guy. Great win by state yesterday, man. Yeah. Neither. Great hearing your voice on the TV call, too, on the yeah. ESPN Plus call, I guess. Well, it yeah. yeah. no match to it, so it was great to get Rick, Rick, see him get that win. Let's see if they can keep it rolling next week. All right, you guys coming up. I the one I want to ask you about. You got a new starting quarterback at Tennessee. Who's got him on their team? I've got him stashed on a dynasty team on the taxi squad. I've, I am not really? am not starting him today, but I do have him in one team. Yeah, on okay. one team, yeah. Oh, I picked him up last night, and I am oh, surely playing him in one league. Yeah, I'm wow. going ahead. And I'm going ahead and doing, it, and I'll explain why coming up from uh, eight to nine on two dudes. Now that's a tease. That's a tease, folks. Oh. The Roswell Hornet is getting his start today uh, for the Tennessee Titans. I'm up, Malik Willis. That's coming up. You guys, hey, hang on a second. That nickname again. Say it, Sam. What is it? The Roswell Hornet. He just he went went to Roswell High School. Right. That's all. The Roswell Hornet. The Roswell. Okay. That's that's what they are. They're the Hornets. No, I know that, but I was just sound like a nickname that was like. No, Rocket, not really. Like that. Okay. I mean, we call John Chuckery now. He's the unofficial mayor of Roswell. He's probably got a, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. That man's got too many nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that. That's coming up, folks. Don't forget, don't forget the Wait For Tailgate show is coming up. Uh, also this morning, you're going to have John Chuckery. He will be there with you, Douglas, outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Stop by on your way to the game. If you're going out to the game today. Also coming up, Falcons pregame show at 11 o'clock. Kickoff at 1 uh, today. Green Bay against Buffalo is your Sunday night game. You can hear it here. Pre-game at 7.30, 
kick off at 8.30. That is what's, what's coming up uh, today here at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Guys, anything else you want people to be on the lookout for? Well, you? I want a question for them. Oh, go, I go want ahead. them go to ahead. tell them what their Halloween costume is going to be. Uh-oh. Yikes. Or your favorite one from the past. Brian, Bo, Halloween costume? Uh, favorite one from the past is in college. Me and my group of friends, we went out to the bars at Sesame Street. Like the whole the whole group. <laughs> oh, oh no, that's whole great. No, that's, that is and good. That's a picture. My friend uh, Bo knows him. My buddy Fitz, he went as the cookie monster. He actually brought a jar of cookies that we like handed out and stuff. That was a blast. I haven't dressed up in a long time. I actually got to work on Monday night, so I'm going to be kind of lame. Maybe I'll wear something into the studio, but I don't have anything planned as of now. All so right. uh, favorite costume of all time is, is Joker, obviously. Uh, I grew out my hair to do fun Halloween costumes. Probably not doing a whole lot this year just out of uh, kind of financial constraints, but I may just be showing up to work tomorrow as a blue-clad Ninja Turtle. Ooh. Blue-clad That's Ninja an Turtle. idea. Why don't we get some pictures around the office here tomorrow? This could get real interesting. Ain't it, though? <laughs> Listen, you guys remember, we say this, and I know you get sick of hearing it, but we it's an amateur night, so be very careful out there, all right? Whatever you're going to do, just be very very careful. Sam, take us out. But before we do, I want to thank Terrell Thomas, Corey McCartney, and Bill Hartman for joining us today on the show. We will be back again next Sunday morning. Uh, a big week, and again, looking for a win against the Panthers today. Absolutely, and we'll be back next Sunday after that. But also, we'll be back after the Tennessee-Georgia game that everyone's talking about. Talk about talk, and you're going to get all the conversation, all the previews, all the interviews and insight this week here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. We're going to have your very best coverage of this big game. And also Tuesday night, the first rankings come out. I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tennessee be in the top spot. No. Uh, you, you don't think so? I don't think so. I, I think it's going to look pretty much like the same. We will see if anybody jumps over Alabama. That's the question. They were idle, and TCU got to win. We'll watch and see what happens. That's coming up on Tuesday night. Eric Slaughter, exemplary work on the other hey, side Eric. of the glass, as always. Go ahead, man. <laughs> and that's it. Enjoy your game day Sunday here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.